Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. A large contributor to the solar transition across Canada is the support from federal and local governments. To chat about what the regional municipality of Halifax is doing to help residents is Kevin Bootlier, Manager of Community Energy with the regional municipality of Halifax. Thanks for joining the uh, Solar PV cast this morning, Kevin. Right on. Thanks a lot. Happy to be here. So now you've got this great program called the Solar City Program. Now, before we dive into that, I just want to kind of talk about in general uh, what the municipality is doing in terms of their, I love this, the Halif- Halifax, yes. uh, the, the Net Zero by 2030 program. Can you talk a little bit about those goals? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, in 2020, uh, Regional Council in the midst of COVID um, actually passed a very aggressive and ambitious climate plan for our municipality, Halifax. Um, the act is acting on climate together, uh, and it outlines 46 actions that must be completed by us, the municipality and the community to achieve uh, our uh, our targets, which are there's actually three targets. Uh, one is net zero municipal operations by 2030, uh, 75% emission reduction uh, over 2016 levels for the community by 2030, and then fully net zero uh, by 2050. And uh, the, the goals and the targets within that are based in the science of the uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change to you know throw everything at the wall to do our part as a municipality to keep global warming within that 1.5 degree pathway. Um, so the, the targets within Halifax span both mitigation and adaptation as well, because since we are you know a coastal city, um, you know we can do lots of great things on the mitigation side. Unfortunately, though, we will be hit by climate impacts and we need to ensure that we are, are resilient. So some of the key ones on the mitigation side um, include uh, increasing the amount of solar adoption within the community, trying to decarbonize our grid as quick as possible. Our grid is you know, still quite dirty. About 50% is uh, generated by coal uh, still. Um, we're looking at uh, performing deep energy retrofits on all community buildings. Uh, we're looking to achieve about a 50% uh, energy reduction on average in all buildings. Uh, when it comes to transportation, we're looking to uh, you know support residents in decarbonizing transportation. So we're in the midst of installing several fast chargers across the municipality so that people can see that we're an EV ready city. Um, we're also leading by example. Um, we have a plan to decarbonize our light duty fleet. Um, we've got about 550 vehicles in our fleet. We've uh, already purchased about 50 uh, plug-in electric or fully electric vehicles, and we're working on a charging plan uh, for that. Um, with respect to uh, to solar as well, we are performing a study on one of our landfills that is a uh, now uh, shut down as of 1996, I believe it is. And we're looking at if we can do a solar farm on that and uh, and encourage residents to subscribe to panels on that solar farm. So the individuals that may live in an apartment or their roof is you know not suitable for solar due to trees or the orientation, um, this gives them a, an opportunity to, uh, to purchase green energy. Um, and uh, I work on the mitigation side. So on the adaptation side, it's not exactly my forte. Um, but uh, but the plan there is to make our communities much more resilient. Um, you know, we're seeing an increasing number of, uh, of hurricanes, um, two, two major ones over since 2019, um, and uh, wildfires. Uh, you know, in recent uh, recent weeks uh, has has been uh, has been a thing with a dry uh, 
dry spring. So what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, encourage uh, emergency, uh, increased emergency response. Um, one of the flagship projects that we're working on is shore road uh, naturalization. So shore road is on the eastern shore. And every time there's a hurricane or um, a storm surge, the road gets washed out. So we're trying to employ uh, naturalization to try and uh, dampen uh, the impacts of, of that. Wow. I mean, you guys are busy. It's, it's a lot of work. I mean, council's definitely behind us uh, and the community as well. Um, we started when I started with the city in 2017, there was about five of us working on this file or, or less. Uh, and now we have about 20, uh, 20 individuals. So we're staffing up to, to try and meet those aggressive targets. Amazing. So yeah, it seems like everybody's kind of buying in. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So when we went to, to council in, in 2020, uh, we had, you know, significant support from community men members, even in the time of COVID, and, you know, budgets were tight. Um, the support of community members, both, you know, young and old, uh, really uh, pushed council to support this initiative and, and fund it the way that it should be, should be funded, knowing that, hey, you know, there's an upfront cost for sure, but the long-term benefits are really hard to, uh, to, to miss. Yeah. Have you, in terms of um, putting the plan into action, is there any projects that have been completed uh, that you guys are proud of, you know, net zero projects, uh, municipal buildings? Yeah. So as as you can imagine, the uh, the work on our municipal buildings and the municipal side is a little easier than, uh, than the community side, right? We are creatures of the province. Um, the province uh, created our project charter and there's a lot of things that we we can't really do outside of our own corporate bounds without support from um, from the province so when it comes to uh, to a corporate scale we passed an administrative order in 2021 which mandated that all of our new corporate builds so that could be community centers or arenas libraries fire stations have to be built to a net zero standard um, we've completed uh, a couple of projects so far and we've got uh, a dozen or so in design um, we are actively adding solar on our corporate buildings as well we've got uh, one large project the ragged lake transit depot so it's a depot that holds about uh, uh, I'd say maybe up to 300 of our, our of our transit buses. Um, we are looking to put about one megawatt of solar on that, and that will be in addition to um, uh, electric vehicle chargers uh, for our buses. We are looking to uh, to electrify our complete transit fleet, so we're looking to get about 60 electric buses um, in early 2024. So, wow. uh, so really trying to lead by example, um, you know, to show that hey, the municipality is is putting their money where their mouth is, or you know, their efforts where their mouth is, um, and uh, really trying to encourage residents to uh, to see the transition. Yeah, you're getting it done. And, and speaking of encouraging residents, uh, enter the Solar City program. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the Solar City program and, and the goals behind that and, and um, yeah. what people have access to. For sure. Yeah. So the Solar City program is a really fantastic program. It, uh, it actually started in 2012. The pilot program started in 2012 and uh, the municipality supported the installation of solar hot water heating systems. That was really the, you know, the, the, the cool technology back then, it's, you know, it is very efficient, but it was also very cost effective. Um, so from 2012 to 2015, we, we ran that program and saw about 400 solar hot water heating systems installed um, in uh, on residences. Um, the way that the Solar City program works is it uses property assessed clean energy financing. 
Um, so we were one of the first in Canada to utilize this. And what we essentially do is we offer financing, complete financing to property owners um, uh, in exchange for a lien on the property. So we don't do any credit checks or anything like that. If your property taxes are up to date, then you're good to go um, for financing. Uh, financing is fixed at a specific rate and it is for 10 years. So property owners essentially pay us back with the savings uh, that their system generates. So the way, you know, I quote unquote sell it to people if I'm at the home show, if I talk to people on, uh, you know, on the phone is you're essentially paying for 10 years, you're paying mortgage for solar or for your electricity um, rather than rent. So instead of continuing to pay Nova Scotia Power for your cost of electricity, you know, you pay off the system for about 10 years and then you're you're free and clear. So um, with the success of the pilot program, we launched the current program in 2016 and we expanded it to all solar technologies. Um, since that program was launched in 2016, about uh, 98% of the financing has gone to solar electric um, and we financed about $20 million in, uh, in solar energy systems for for residents in our municipality. So yeah. Amazing. And, yeah. And in addition to um, offering that financing, you know, we have very hands-on approach with property owners to guide them through the process. You know, we, we guide them in discussions with contractors. We do third party review of all proposals to try and, you know, really be an unbiased third party um, point of contact to ensure residents are getting, you know, what they, what they need. Amazing. And I mean, you throw on top of, you know, the Federal Greener Homes Program and and it's really giving people a lot of options and not a lot of reasons to say to say no. Exactly. With the Greener Homes Grant, about $5,000. And then um, we have a Solar Homes Grant, which is from the province. And that's uh, that's capped at $3,000 now. It used to be $10,000 in that in 2018, which, uh, you know, definitely... Uh, flip the scale for a lot of people that were on the fence, but even the $3,000 from the province is still fantastic. And we also have, you know, a unique situation here in Nova Scotia um, where if you install solar on your house uh, or your building or your residence, if you do not use the energy that is generated, you're actually going to send it back to the utility and you're credited at the exact same rate that you pay the utility. So um, not one unit of energy that you generate is being wasted. You go on vacation on, in the summer, you over generate and you uh, accumulate that credit for the winter when you know we need our electricity for heating. So it really makes for a positive business case. So like you're speaking to net metering? Yeah, exactly. We're speaking to the, to net metering. Yeah, right. that's correct. Um, and the rate is fixed at whatever rate the utility is charging. So um, rates just went up 7% last year. So individuals with solar, um, you know, their payback just got that much better. Yeah. How have you found that? I mean, yeah, when we heard, you know, East Coast raising 7%, mm -hmm. it's unreal. How have you yeah. found that to speed up the transition? Yeah. So the, uh, I think the rate increase went in effect in like February and, uh, my, my staff, uh, saw quite an influx of, uh, of applications come in and, uh, you know, our program, we, we do very little marketing, um, cause you know, we have 20 individuals on staff, but not all of them are, are dedicated to the solar city programs, just myself and another individual. Um, so we don't do a ton of marketing and it is consistently, you know, busy, 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 um, due to, yeah, the, 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 uh, the rate increases 7% this year, a plan 7% for next year. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's been busy. It's been fantastic. 
I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but um, like how long have you been working on the program, did you say? Or yeah, so I started working on it in 2017. It right. started in 2016. Um, but in my previous life before that, I worked uh, as a solar contractor designing and installing solar and actually worked on the contractor side of the pilot program. So okay. I really got to experience, you know, both sides of it, not just from a municipal standpoint, but also from a, a boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was really valuable when I got into this role now in 2017, I was able to sort of modify the program. Um, our goal is to make it as streamlined as possible for both residents and contractors. So, you know, we don't want a lot of paperwork, uh, not a lot of red tape. We just, you know, we just want solar to be installed safely yeah. and, uh, you know, at, at, at an appropriate price and, and yeah. the, you know, the appropriate design for, for residents. Now, you've been around solar for a while, obviously. How have you seen uh, as it moves along the adoption curve? Have you seen, it's, you know, yeah. when you're in this world, you feel like it's happening, but right. in your opinion, would you say the same thing? Yeah, I, I would for sure. Like, I actually think it's incredible to to see the um, the path that it's taken. I started working at the, the solar, the, the private solar company in 2011 and solar hot water was, you know, the hot thing to do. And solar hot water, is, it's really really efficient but the issue is if you're away on vacation you know you you can't do anything with it if it's generating right so um you like the 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 transition to solar electric really started in probably 2014 2015 we we usually price systems by dollar per watt so you get a you know a certain wattage installed and it's you know it's by quantity so in 2014 2015 we're probably looking at about five dollars per watt was standard so you look at you know a 10 uh 10 kilowatt well yeah that's actually a lot of money but anyway um but then uh when you uh uh over the uh over the uh the last like six seven eight years today we're at about two dollars and thirty cents a watt so you know you can really see how much more cost uh cost effective it's become and it's really come down um yeah here in nova scotia we talk a lot um people don't want to listen to the municipality they want to talk to their neighbor right so you'll see just they're our greatest advocates is people actually get the solar installed and say oh crap that actually works um and yeah and they show people their utility bill zero dollars they just pay the base fee um there's some neighborhoods that just it's solar everywhere it's incredible. You're yeah. totally right. When you, you know, one home gets that those mm-hmm. solar panels put on the roof, flash forward a year or two and three or four homes in the neighborhood. It's 100 percent the way we're going. And, and exactly. are you guys doing, um, you know, new builds like in California, you have to build. I mean, you mentioned you're doing it on the corporate side of thing. Is it the same for the residential new builds? Yeah. We'll so need some sort of generation to that, that issue that we're creatures of the province. So there's a right. lot of, you know, great things that, you know, residents reach out and counselors say, Hey, you know, we're doing all these new developments. Halifax is booming. Like we are building more than we ever, than we ever have yeah. um, in the last couple of years. And unfortunately we don't have the legislative authority to mandate any of these measures. Um, another file I'm working on is, uh, is policy for EV charging. And we are hopefully going to get, um, be able to mandate EV ready charging stations in, in new multi-unit residential. Um, but when it comes to, you know, stronger codes or anything like that, um, we are, we are bound by the problem, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you guys are still, you're killing it, you know, looking at the solar farm option and, and you guys, it sounds like you're showing up every day saying, okay, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Yeah, that's just uh, it. 
Yeah, and that's the beauty of of this work, especially here in Nova Scotia. It's new. There's no charted path, right? right. So every day we're just like, okay, let's let's find that loophole. Let's see how we can yeah. you know make this work, and uh, you know for for the, the the benefit of the future, right? Yeah, exciting, right? I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, you're super passionate about it. Quick, quickly on the Solar City program, who's who's uh, available? Who can who can get in on this program? Yeah. Great question. So, yeah. So, uh, anyone that, uh, does not generate revenue at their property can participate. So that can be nonprofits. We've had some places of worship participate. Uh, the majority are private, uh, private homeowners. Um, so as long as your property taxes are up to date, um, we will, uh, you know, guide you through the process and offer you financing. It's fixed right now at 4.75% over 10 years. It's been fixed at that since 2016. So 2016, it was great. Um, the last two years, it wasn't that great. Uh, but now it's pretty great again. So uh, yeah. no, that's definitely adding to the, uh, uh, to the uptake for sure. Great. What about geography? Is it just those residents in the municipality? So it is. Yeah. So it's just the residents in the municipality. Um, as long as you pay property taxes to the okay. municipality and that's what, you know, some people that are kind of on the cusp, they, they say, Hey, can I participate? Or if we go to the home shows, they ask that and I say, Hey, just find out who you pay your property taxes yeah, to. Right. And if you pay to the HRM, then, uh, um, then you can participate. But you know, HRM itself, got about you know there's maybe five five thousand five hundred thousand residents um maybe a hundred thousand residential homes we're about the size of pei so it does span you know great uh, great amount of nova scotia yeah i feel like this program in a ways is, is leading across the country i think you guys are pretty innovative yeah it, it's it's been fantastic and we do get a lot of uh calls from folks in other municipalities, you know, asking, Hey, you know, how did you start it? How did you get your bylaw in place? How did you set up your administration and, and, and uh, payment collection methods? So we're more than happy to, to help other individuals yeah. and, and guide them because, you know, the more of these programs that are in place, just the easier it is for residents to, uh, to get solar, right? Cause it can be daunting when someone says, Hey, I want solar, but it's, it's extremely technical. I don't know who to go to, you know, the contractors are great, but at the end of the day, they are trying to sell. So they really like the idea of a non-biased third party saying, hey, I don't care who you choose to install your solar. I just want to make sure you get the right system that works for you. And that's that's yeah. where we come in. Totally. And and with all those incentives available to you, you don't mm -hmm. want people to miss out. So it sounds like you guys are, as you said a few times, leading the way, which is yeah. which is wonderful to hear. Yeah. Well, Kevin Bootlier, Manager of Energy with the Halifax Regional Municipality, thank you so much for, for chatting to us about the Solar City program. How can somebody find out more? Yeah, so uh, there's there's two ways. Um, you can go on halifax.ca backslash solar city, all one word, a ton of information there and some, some easy steps to follow, or they can send us an email at solarcity at halifax.ca uh, and uh, we'll respond back to you as soon as we can. Wonderful. Kevin, will you join the Solar PV cast again one day? 100%. It's fantastic. I love it. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining, my friend. Awesome. Thanks so much. It was great chatting with you. The Solar PV cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.